and welcome to another riveting episode of Drivel. The automotive podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads. We are your hosts. I'm he- Mo. And I'm Mo. What were you about to say? You were going to say he something. Yeah, I was going to say he's Mo, but you just don't shut up, do you? That's not what we do, though. So we always say I'm Mo, and you say yeah, I'm Mo. I thought I'd try to do something different because they're probably getting bored of listening to your monotone shit every damn time they start. They what? could probably skip the first nine minutes, to be fair. Why? Because you just do the same thing again and again. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, no, I was trying to avoid that conversation. Let's do a bit more of an intro before you get there, yeah? Fine, let's do that. Because I've got to do some research in the nine minutes that you give without the disclaimer. Oh, so you've entered into another episode without doing any research? Yeah. Oh, I thought we'd do a di- No, not another one. I thought we'd do it differently. So you've done the research and I'm going to respond off the flight. That's not going to work. It will work. Because I'm about Trust to explain what, what the episode's all about. So this, no, this is our end of 2020 episode. And before we get into what the episode is all about and the uh, shit show that 2020 has been, um, it has been it? we want to start by saying thank you. Really? Thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for your support. Thanks for the reviews. Thanks for the ratings. Thanks for everyone who's subscribing. Please continue to do so. Please continue to like, share, let people know. Please continue to interact with us uh, as you have been doing. You know what? You're thanking them. But to be fair, if we look at our listeners, why are they not transferring? Why do we not have more followers on Instagram? So thank you for listening, yes. But clearly you're not liking and sharing because we're not getting any more followers on Instagram. So thank you for listening, but please, please, please follow the Instagram page. Maybe, maybe we have, um, I was going to say sophisticated listeners. We do have sophisticated listeners. <laughs> but maybe we have listeners who are of the Facebook variety rather than Instagram. And You're who good. maintains our Facebook page, oh? Uh, no one does. We need to get someone on that. <laughs> we do, we yeah, do no, need just, to get someone <laughs> on that. Because I, I think the previous member of staff we, that we had in our two-man team um, wasn't doing it? a very good job. No, we don't. Well, to be fair, right now I'm concentrating on replacing you as my co-host. Right. So that's where most of my right. time is taken up doing interviews and... And how's that and going? Like that. Yeah, it's going well. It's going well. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to send me the applicants. Oh, so I'm going to be, what, recruit short shortlisting no, the applicants? No, maybe I need to take over the Instagram account because at the moment I don't get to do the responses and that from there. So I think you're hiding the applications that come through. Um, I can assure you I'm not hiding anything. There's no need to hide anything. I'll put it out on Facebook. Actually, that's how I'm going to update Facebook today, actually. But uh, can we also thank our American listeners? We can. We've got quite a lot of those. So, yeah. Even though we don't really cover any content. So, I'd like to know what it is you listen to or what brings you to it. Because, I mean... Maybe maybe they... You know how some Americans find the British accent charming and... To them, everybody sounds like they're from London. Yeah, like they're all Cockney. Actually, they do. You know, every time I go to... I don't know. why, Why would you love a Cockney accent? I don't know. That's ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand it. But yeah, maybe that is what it is. I mean... Actually. D- d- well, actually, if you listen to some of the American hosts, they do tend to be a bit eccentric. And they do, they're quite excitable. So, Are you trying to say that we are the exact opposite? We are not eccentric. We're not excitable. We are dull. And that's maybe well, why they're listening are. to us. Yeah, for well, variety. You you're not eccentric or excitable. And you're quite monotone. I am, except when I get a little bit passionate, then I sound brummy. Yeah, I don't really want to know what happens when you get passionate. <laughs> but having said that, when my missus gets angry or annoyed or pissed off, that's when her brumminess comes out as well. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. Maybe it's a brummy yeah. thing. Normal, otherwise, she hides it quite well. So every other conversation that she has with you? Then? Every conversation. Every conversation she has with you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sorry, getting back to what we're supposed to be talking mm-hmm. about here. Uh, we hope you enjoyed episode 10, our Q&A episode. Uh, we have no idea how it went. Because we haven't recorded it yet, because uh, as we said, we were going to wait until, uh, well, literally the day before it's released to record I bet you they're as confused as I am right now. They're not. They're not. They understood this after last, or say last week, after episode nine, when I explained to them and to you how, how it works. We record in advance and then we release later. 
It's a simple concept, though. Yeah, mm. until you mess it up by skipping stuff and then not releasing it, and then we can't post just, it yet because they just let me this. deal with the logistics. Yeah, Don't you on. worry your pretty little head about anything else. You just stand in or sit in front I of the microphone. That's why it takes you a week to get an episode out, and okay. you just continue to talk drivel. But before yeah. you do that, I just oh, want to I remind to our listeners of something. What are you going to say? I was going to get talking, but no, 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 no. Before you get talking, I want to remind our listeners of something. This is an automotive podcast, but it's an automotive podcast for your entertainment. We yeah. are not... And advice. And advice, although we aren't professional motoring journalists, we aren't professional drivers, we aren't professional podcast hosts or radio show hosts or any kind of media personality. We are not professional in any sense of the word. So We've got 65 followers on Instagram. We're not media personalities now. 65. Like every, every, everyone you seem to see these days is a public figure. Like they're an MUA and they're a public figure. Everyone seems to think they're a public figure because they're on Instagram. I think we have to get to triple digit followers before we can class ourselves as influencers, if that's what you're referring to. I think that's what the youth of today call okay. them, influencers. Okay. But we're not influencers not either. We don't influence much. No. no. So what that means is you should listen to the show. You should enjoy the show. You should laugh at what we say either with us or at us. We're not overly fussed about that. I imagine most of you are laughing at us rather than with us. I really can't even bother to like, argue with your disclaimer today. I'm just going to let you get through. Yeah, thank you very much. I, was, I almost got through, actually, uninterrupted. Um, but what you should not do, even though I've said we, we, we provide it, you should not follow our advice. Unless I'm telling you how to repair something. Because after 25-odd years of experience, I think I'd say I'm a professional mechanic. Yeah, do you have any kind of professional mechanic qualification? Yeah, you, like 25 years experience working on cars. So uh, and, and, and what is this garage space that you've been working in? My driveway. Your driveway. <laughs> Thank you very much. You, put, you walked into that perfectly. So you know the work I do on my cars and they've never gone wrong. Mm, they very rarely go right as well. No, they always get right. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the thing that's currently sat Just on the driveway. Just replace the inlet manifold gasket on the C220. And how long did that take you? In days. It took me short. I'll tell you what. It took me days because I spread it over days. I did it in like lunch breaks, to be fair. Mercedes, Mercedes classed that as a 10-hour job. I did it in less than that. I did it in less than 10 hours. And this is Mercedes with their so-called experts taking 10 hours and I did it in less than that. I reckon I did it in six to seven hours. Six and seven hours spread over what? Four weeks? No. So, so guys, over, if you... About, no, about three, four days, I think. Cool. So if you guys want a job that would take an, a, a day of your... Yeah, but that's because I had to do my day job as well. If I did it on a weekend, if I saved it for the weekend, I could have done, I would have done it in, in, in half a day. Anyway, I, th I think what he has successfully illustrated for us all is uh, you shouldn't listen to our advice. You shouldn't follow our advice. Hear it, for sure. You will hear it. Sit to um, mine because I'm quicker than the professionals. Yeah, ignore that. Um, but don't follow our advice. And if you do follow our advice and something goes wrong, it's your own fault because we've just told you not to. So there is our disclaimer for the last time this year. Thank God. Well, actually, no, because we'll be recording again in a week, so it doesn't really matter to me. Does we it? will be recording again in a week. It doesn't matter to you. No, we're going to be recording our 2021 show starting next week. So, uh, yeah. But with that, let's get into the show. You said you want to start if talking all, about if, something. If all goes well next year, then I can't really say the next episode, but the next year when these people listen to it, there'll be a Rover Coupe 220 Turbo part in my collection. Oh, God. Yes. This was I'm meant to be a wrap-up of 2020 oh, episode. In, yeah, I should be able to wrap it up. I reckon I'll get it in before the end of 2020. 
no, 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 some of the deals no, no. you want doing. As in, I'll get them in. As in, we were gonna we were gonna summarise what's been happening in the car industry over this uh, awful, awful year. Yeah, not a lot, really. Uh, we're not here sit here to talk about what yeah, yeah, latest yeah. piece of scrap you've found but on listen, an that's, auction that's site. That's more important than what, what's been going on in twenty twenty. The important thing is, I finally found two twenty turbo in conversation with a guy. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I think I might be tempted to. I, I could pick it up on the weekend, but it's between that and getting kicked out of my house. So um, I've got to find a way of sneaking it in. So, so it's between that and getting kicked out of your house, and yeah. also, I imagine finding a trailer. No, it's a running car. Thank you very much. Okay, um, what you might want, though, this is just a piece of no, advice from me. No. Friendly advice from me to you're you. You're not allowed to give me advice. I'm not really going to listen to you because you just said don't listen to the crap that comes out of talk, your mouth. I was talking oh, to the lovely ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, but you just said you're, you're, you're exempt advice. from okay. the. You're exempt from the disclaimer. I hope you know that by now. Um, my advice would be, you know, those road sweepers that you get. Get one of yeah. those to drive behind you. They can sweep up all the rust and the bits oh, that fall off the car. Such a, see, like, be you're such a badge wanker. Be considerate. Yeah, like, just because it's just, a rover. Just because you are it's such a badge. Typical of you and most of our, some of our listeners. Just a badge wanker. You know, I've taught. Listen, we've been through this. You're not a pure petrol head. You drive. You like convertibles. You drive Lexus. You like Lexuses. And now you're dissing the rover badge just because it's a rover. And we're already in the process of getting a replacement for you. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with a T-Series Rover 220 Coupe Turbo. And when I get it, I will hand you the keys and you will be the first person to drive it. And trust me, you will appreciate. All I'm merely saying is that you have a duty to the environment that when you're driving along and you're littering because bits of the car are falling off, you need to make sure that they're picked up. This is not a Vauxhall. A piece of shrapnel could injure a small child. (laughs) Nothing falls off the car, don't worry. This is not a Vauxhall. And I am doing my bit for the environment because I'm keeping these running. That's actually that's that's a fair point. Thank you. That is a fair fair point. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, I might. I'll, yeah, I'll let you know. And where I want to start, actually, you said environment. Where I want to start in terms of news for 2020, mm-hmm. if I may, is the announcement that was made in November by our UK government uh, oh. that they will enforce the ban of the sale of new petrol and uh, diesel cars. From 2030, and the ban of new hybrid cars from 2035. People seem to have lost their mind about this, and I'm not sure why. Well, A, all that's going to do, I'll tell you what it's going to do. First of all, you're banning them to get electric cars running, yeah? The country is nowhere near set up enough with enough charging points. And I keep saying this, they class, they keep saying we've got as many charging points as petrol stations. They're classing one charging point as one petrol station. <clears throat> Excuse me. A petrol station has multiple p- pumps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we've discussed so, this before. Yeah, yeah, so stop doing that. They haven't got the infrastructure. Second of all, look at the cost of these electric cars right now. Still, they're still the, the most reasonable one is still expensive. And they are expensive. Who's really going to want to buy a Prius? Really, is that what you? Well, want? Is that from, what you from want 2035, the the Prius will be banned as well because the Prius is hybrid. Oh, hybrid, sorry, yeah, yeah. 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 So what, let's think of it. What, Nissan Leaf? That's electric, yeah. It is, yeah. Do you really want to spend thirty grand no. on that? But the reason why I think that this isn't as bad uh, as bad a thing as we are we believe it to be is because we've got ten years and to do what? ten well say we the motoring industry and the manufacturers have got ten years to address all the things that you've just said the uh, absolute abundance or, or sorry ensuring that there is a sufficient abundance of charging points not just in kind of uh, public refilling stations but also where you might park your car. 
So you've got to think about having sufficient street charging for, for people who street park their cars that don't have driveways or garages. Yeah, yeah. For those people who live in flats and that, that park in effectively yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. A, a generic car, car park, park yeah. they will need charging points as well. So all that infrastructure has got to be built and created. And you're hopeful about this? No, no the, the, reason, the reason I think this is a good thing is because without this rocket up the arse of, of the, the government and, and everybody else who's responsible for making sure this happens, it wouldn't happen. They'd just potter along at the same rate they have been doing for the last five, six, seven years. It's still won't. Have you seen, have you ever been, when was the last time you went up to Manchester? But this is currently my roadworks. When was the last time you went on the M4? Do you know how long it takes these lists, government, whatever, to do roadworks? Yeah, but this is my point, is because no one's putting, no one's putting pressure on them to say, the M1 roadworks, for example, you must have, be complete by this day. Motoring, motorists yeah. are putting pressure on them, but the only reason they're putting, the only way they're putting pressure on them is by complaining and moaning. There's no official authorities introducing rules or bans or legislation that require this to happen. And that's the difference. When you've got, sorry, this is the only choice that you're going to have to be able to sell new cars. At that point, even the motoring manufacturers are going to get involved because their, their success of being able to sell new cars hinges completely on the consumer being able to run those new cars conveniently, just like they can do today with petrol and diesel cars. Yeah, it does. So who's, who, but, but the thing is, whose responsibility is it to put these charging points in place? Who's going to do it? The government, right? So there will, it will eventually become yeah. pri- forget Tesla. Private Tesla or- put their own in, yeah? yeah. But BMW, Mercedes, whoever, they're not going to be putting in, in uh, their charging points in, right? No, no, no. They so won't. the government is putting pressure on itself to get the infrastructure ready so that this can then work. And we know what happens when the government. Tra- Listen, HS2, mate. Yeah, f- fair enough. But yeah. but let's not forget the private and tr- track and trace. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was hoping to go uh, go through a 2020 episode without mentioning COVID, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't happen. But I mean, it's not like the government. If the government was putting pressure on a private firm, I'd, I'd be a bit more optimistic. But but don't forget the private firms. You've got at the moment. You've got the big uh, or the, the big oil conglomerates who run petrol stations. They're going to see a decrease in demand for the product that they currently sell. If they're smart about what they're doing, they will look to invest into. Uh, Around alternative energy sources, i.e., electricity. Fair, yeah, I, I think I think Shell might be one of the examples, but I'd be really, really surprised if the likes of BP and Esso aren't going to be doing exactly the same thing. I haven't heard anything about BP. It's either Actually, join the race or yeah. lose. Well, our local BP, the one local to me, has put two electric charging points in, and they've got one, two, four, eight, twelve pumps, and they've got two electric charging points. And you say, so let's be. They're banning the sale of new. Yeah, this is the other point I was going to get to. So there's still going to be plenty of used cars. And and you know what? All that's going to do is drive the used car market up. Good for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But And it's just going to push people to the used car market. Yeah, exactly. That's that's true. And, And... you know, because you can't turn off the supply of petrol. Let's be in an ideal world. You can't. Yeah. You want people to. You want to force it. You turn off the supply of petrol or diesel to consumers and just keep it. I suppose for the like transport or where people need it. Yeah. If we're going to yeah. be realistic, you can't do that. Yes. So you all can't. people are going to do is go to the used car. Let's buy a used car. Yeah. Because I'm not <clears> buying that crap at that price. Well, that's the other thing I think will happen. My predictions for 10 years' time, um, you can listen back to this episode and see if I was right or not, but my predictions for 10 years' time is that electric cars will become more affordable because they have to become more affordable. I, I, you know what? You, I, you say that, Maria. Elon Musk, who, let, let's say for argument, um, Tesla probably the leading light in electric cars. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. He opened up his pa- patents 
I'm going to say decades ago, decades ago, so that everyone could come together, produce their own cars, but they yes. could invest in the technology, in the batteries, essentially, yep. and we could make the process. They could make the process of it cheaper, mm-hmm. so they could then procure it cheaper, make it cheaper, mm-hmm. build it cheaper, give it to people cheaper. I haven't seen any result. I haven't seen any example of it going out any cheaper. So they've had these manufacturers decades because there's been nothing to push them to do it, and that's my point, right? With these bans coming into place across across Europe. They would now be pushed and more motivated to actually get up off their ass and do something a bit, a, a bit faster than they've been doing to date. Every big company now, whether you're in tech, IT, cars, or whatever, now it's a fashion statement that you have to talk about the economy, right? Uh, sorry, the environment. environment. Yes. So you've got to be environment friendly, environment sustainable. Yeah. So this has been uh, this has been going on for about five, six, seven years now. So all of, you say they haven't been pushed, and I agree they haven't been pushed. But for the past few years, all of them have known. That I suppose the future. Yeah, it's coming. Is, yeah. It's coming. We're going to run out of fossils in the futures, and they haven't decided to invest then when they could. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the one of the brands I want to talk about in terms of it, within this episode who've kind of uh, come to the forefront in 2020 um, have made the decision to be a electric only brand and it's not Tesla um, Polestar oh, oh yes yeah. the ones where we differ about whether we can buy them or not yeah so Polestar for those that don't know uh, were for a very long time and I'm not sure how many years but many 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 years we're talking decades mm-hmm. uh, were the performance arm of Volvo the Swedish automaker but you couldn't actually buy them they just it, they could. just made them to present on top gear and then you couldn't buy them no you, you, the, the, again I don't know the facts here so I'm 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 guessing but my my educated guess is that it, they weren't very successful so they were available I would imagine they didn't make them in huge volumes and so they probably made them to meet demand Demand was low because unlike AMG or BMW's M division or of uh, Audi's RS division, Polestar wasn't as well known as a brand, and therefore no, the demand was smaller. Therefore, the volumes are smaller. So, as I said to you before, you can find used Polestars available. There's not many of them, handfuls mm. at any one time, um, but they are available. But um, I don't know if you know this. Volvo and Polestar are now owned by Geely, the Chinese. Motor company. Okay. I'm not sure when that happened, but it happened a while ago, and the decision was made for Volvo to kind of go off and 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 say go off, retain its own brand, uh, and we all know that they've made the decision to uh, no longer uh, make, make exciting engines. Ma- well, yeah, make exciting engines or make engines with more than four cylinders, and even yeah. then, a, a lot of what they've been doing is is based on hybrid technology. So they're more powerful cars are hybrid engine cars. And Polestar has now gone fully electric. So Polestar have got two mm. models. The first was the Polestar 1 that they released in 2019, towards the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. And that was a two-door coupe, um, which looks absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if you ever remember the, uh, yeah, the Fisker. Fisker? They only ever did one more. That was not, but it was expensive. They only ever did one more. No, they've done a recent, they've done a one recently, I think, again. Yeah. But yeah, that was a nice looking car. And the, and the Polestar 1 reminds me of the Fisker, but uh, slightly more modern looking. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it's a really, really nice car. The downside of it, though, going back to your point around electric cars and how expensive they are, the Polestar 1 was approximately, and I'm finding my research here because I don't want to get the figure wrong, uh, was approximately £130,000. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a well-established uh, performance. That's a lot of money for an Aston. Yeah, that's what I mean. A, a, a well-established performance car, and as you guys heard in episode nine, you know, 
when you're going to be spending that kind of money, you can go onto the used market and you can buy, mm. well, you could buy my entire selection of cars, I Mine. think. Yeah. yeah. You could, you, you couldn't get O's because you had a hundred thousand pound Ferrari in there. But if he wasn't silly, oh, God, you yeah. could go and buy a huge number of cars. So 130 grand on, 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 the, on, I guess, I don't want to call it the prototype, but the first model from this electric only brand. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot commanding a huge yeah. premium. And what do you think? You're not, you're not saying and again, my argument has always been the idea of buying an electric car, okay, you're better to right, but to save money. Yeah, but, that's but, what people will care about. But when that's the only option you have You're yeah, not saving any money. They don't need to make they don't need to make a vehicle that is reasonably priced or value for money because you don't have any option but to buy well, electric. So in twenty twenty, Polestar gave us an option and they came out with the very cleverly named Polestar two. To follow the Polestar <laughs> 1. The Polestar 2 is uh, one of these kind of small, stylish SUV type things. Oh, like the Tesla did with the Model X? Yes, but it's much smaller than the X. The X is quite a big thing. Do you know what made me laugh about the X? It was destined to be the car that would save them in terms of the, 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 the car for the, for the average Joe and stuff like that. You know how much it cost? Uh, not average Joe money. No. Yeah, and I don't want to quote, but it was still a lot of money. It was still thirty-five plus. Uh, no, no, the, the Model X, the one with the with the dancing gold wing door thing. Yeah, 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 with the ludicrous mode. Yeah, I think you could double that. I'm, I think it's eighty thousand pound plus. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. And that e- was supposed even, to be for the normal. normal even people. the Model Three, right? Which this, uh, which the P two. Oh, sorry, no, Model Three, maybe. The Model Three was the. Yeah, the, 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 oh, 42 and a half grand, sorry. Yeah, the Model 3, sorry. Yeah, the Model 3 starts yeah. at 42 and a half grand, right? And that's starts. the everyday people car, starts at 42 yeah. and a half grand. So this uh, Polestar P2, in terms of price bracket, competes against the, the Model 3, but it's more of an SUV than it is a, a, a family what, so what saloon. So what was the price on that? 50K. So to you and me, an everyday car is either, let's use the old, the Mondeo or a Focus, right? Mid-20s. And how much do they cost? Mid, that's yeah. what I mean, mid-20s, yeah. 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 So these are double those prices. These are double the price. And you are not going to save £25,000 in fuel costs. Not if, in your lifetime or your kid's lifetime. I mean, if you are, that's a serious amount of driving that you do. And, and you'll be replacing batteries to the point where it's probably going to yeah. er- erode any saving you have anyway. Um, so, yeah, I get your point around they're, they're ridiculously expensive. And the, the reason why I think that going back to the government ban, why that's going to be a good thing for pricing of cars is because I think it's going to force them to have to bring their pricing down and be more sensible if they want their new car sale volumes to remain consistent or to increase. Let's not forget manufacturers thrive on new car registrations. They don't care how well their used cars sell in the market or whether their used cars um, Mm -hmm. maintain value or or depreciate or don't depreciate. That doesn't affect them whatsoever. It affects used car dealers. Speaking of it, I hate these two registrations a year. Why? There's there's just stupid. There's no need for it whatsoever. It goes back to my point. Why? Because it injects new car volume, new car registration volumes. And that is what's important to manufacturers. And it always mm. will be because that's where they make their money. The first sale from them where you purchase a vehicle from the manufacturer, that's how they make their money. And if they're not, if they're not selling the volume like they used to because the cars are too expensive, they will have to bring their prices down. Do you know what I think? The big three, or by which I mean, you know, the German, the big German three, the big yeah. three, Audi, BMW, Mercedes, I can see them. A bit like their gentleman's agreement, listen, all our cars will be limited to 155. I think they'll, I think they'll come to another agreement where, listen, we don't need to, we don't need to make a reasonably priced electric car. Sheep badge wankers will come and buy our cars anyway. 
And you and A and and Other, (laughs) me, the guy who we know, will be first in line. But I I honestly, I can see them doing it because they don't need to. Well, the other thing to consider is, does the price of the car actually matter anymore? Oh, you're talking about financing and the way it's done, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. If if the PCP or the lease deal is good enough, does it matter if it's an 80 grand car or a 40 grand car or a 150 grand car? Do you know what? You say this this, and I often sometimes sit there and just look at PCP deals and stuff like that. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking... None of these are great deals. I'm paying three, four hundred pounds for a car a month. Why would I do that? And that's on the cheaper end of the spectrum. Yeah, well, why would I do that? I mean, some of the big cars, you're like 700 quid. Mm. Why would I Why would I pay 700? I'm paying a mortgage. Why would I pay another 700 quid a month for a car? You've segued me really, really nicely, by the way. Completely unintentional because you don't know what's written on my screen. Uh, to the next bit I want to talk about. And it's still talking about Volvo, by the way. But have you heard of something called Volvo Care? Is that like a button on the roof where if you go break down, they come out to you? Like you do uh, BMWs? No. Uh, and it's not an old people's home for Swedish people either. <laughs> uh, no, Volvo God's Care waiting is, room. Sorry? God's waiting room God, in Sweden. God's, God's waiting room in Sweden. It's not that. No, it's not, it's not the ER department or anything like that. Um, Volvo Care is Volvo's new subscription-based car service. What do you mean subscription-based car service? What? Yeah. So... Think of how you, I don't know, procure Netflix. You play, pay a monthly fee, and for that, you get no holes barred access Hang. to Netflix content, right? You're not actually going where I think you're going, are you? I might be going where. It depends what you're thinking. I, I don't know what goes through your mind most of the time. Well, so okay, go on then. Um, so what, what Volvo have, have put out there, and I admire its genius as much as I despise its ridiculousness. So this Volvo subscription-based car service effectively allows you to enter into a three-month rolling contract for your car. Three months. Three months. So you will pay a fixed fee per month, and that fixed fee is inclusive of all servicing, wear and tear, including tires. Three months. No, 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 because it's rolling three months, Mm -hmm. right? So... uh, all, all wear and tear, all servicing, um, roadside assistance, tyres, you name it, everything. They'll even do a package that includes insurance for you as well, if you so want. Okay. Right? you just got to put fuel in the thing, assuming it's a fuel-powered car, and go. Or electricity, if it's electric. Um, and you pay this one fixed payment a month, and you continue paying it for the, for the duration you have the car. Okay. So you could enter into an agreement and go... I'm going to keep this car for three months only and you still pay the same amount per month and at the end of the three months, you give it back. Or you could enter into the same agreement and keep that car for five years. Not sure why you would what? do that, but you, you, you could. So you get three months with a car. At those three months, you can then choose to go into a five-year agreement. No, 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 no. You can do literally anything in between. Okay. The minimum term is three months. Right. The maximum term is undefined. Okay. But you pay the fixed amount per month each month. Which would probably be like £3,000. It's not that bad. It's still ridiculous. So at the moment, well, you can actually do it on any new car that Volvo supply. And okay. to the point where you can actually configure your own vehicle with your own extras and everything, and they'll give you a bespoke price for it. Okay. But they probably want and expect most people to go with what's ready, off the shelf, built and available. Cars that they can deliver to you within a month. And there are a choice of three models on their website at the moment. All of them are SUVs. 
You have the XC40, which is the small SUV, mm. the XC60, which is the less small SUV, mm. and the XC90, which is the humongous SUV. The prices for these, the monthly price yep. for you to effectively rent yeah. an XC40 rent, uh, is £559 a month. up. Hang on. The XC60... Oh, that's the cheapest one. That's five. the cheapest one, 559 The XC60, £699 a month. The XC90, £859 a month. Why would you do it? It's cheaper to get a PCP. It's cheaper to lease. Why would you do Ah, yes, but with a lease or a PCP, you are stuck with the same car for three years. Now, either Volvo thinks that its customers are so crap at planning that they can't plan their lives more than three months in advance. Well, I suppose most of its customers are old, so they could die within those three months. They, but I guess if you're on a PCP and you die... All your debts are wiped, right? Wiped anyway, yeah. yeah. So what does it matter? Yeah, so I don't think death is one of the things I consider. Did you say 800? 859 pound. To drive that for three months? Well, no, no. That's, a, that's per month to drive yeah, it for yeah, as long as you like. You what, I don't understand what the thinking is behind this. It's like a zip car, but it doesn't make sense. It's like a zip car that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it kind of is, right? I guess... Wow, that's I, ridiculous. What, that's... Yeah. No. I, I, do, I have found an advantage to this, by the way. A, a plus side. You're the only person that would. Go on. Yeah. The plus side to this is for us. People who buy used cars because we're sensible. Can you imagine the number of three-month-old used Volvos that are going to be available? And they will have been fully maintained and they will have been registered, driven for three months. But now Volvo are just going to have stocks of these things lying around because this scheme is for brand new cars only. It's not like somebody who's in an XC60 for the first three months goes, do you know what? Month four has hit. I'm going to tell them I want to downgrade to something smaller. And then they give that XC60 to somebody else. That XC60 that has been given back is now a used car. They can't provide it on this scheme because this scheme is for new vehicles only. So that XC60 is going to have to go into the Volvo UK used car itinerary to be sold through the used car network. Maybe they might filter it down to the used cars, depending on... Nah, they surely... They could... Potentially, they could have... You could just hire them for three months and that's it. Yes, you could. Back. They, could have shed, they could have a shed load of stock just sat there using now. Yeah, I mean, what, the, the number... Have they, they, was there, wherever you read this, was there any... Volvo's like, website. Was there any thinking behind this? Or was it just like, hey, look what we're doing? A bit like a company that we know. It's a Volvo's website. So, of course, it was, hey, look what we're doing. They're not going to go, we've thought about this and here are the pros and the cons. They're not going to openly admit that on their website, are they? Well, I guess to them, they think there aren't going to be much cons or it's a calculated cons because they're going ahead with it. That's pretty dumb. I, I, I've got to admit, I admire the ingenuity. What they, I guess the trend that they may be seeing is, and we've spoken about this before, that cars are becoming more of a disposable white good rather than a luxury item that people lust after. They, they see them as a means to go from A to B. And I yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah. But, but And let's go back to Zipcar. Zipcar... They don't have a bunch of XC90s lying around the side of the road. Golfs, isn't it? Well, Golfs are probably the biggest thing that they do. Yeah, I think that's all they do, to be fair. But no, I, I understand the... Well, actually, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with or admire the ingenuity. I understand what they're trying to do. But to your... what Like you just said, the problem is the, the, the commodity they are trying to do it with is so expensive that you can't really make it reasonable reasonably priced if that makes sense in what you're doing so if you're giving an xc9 you can't do it for like yeah you can have it for 300 pound a month because it's not going to make them any it's not going to make any financial exactly, sense yeah. so you've got to do it at a price that works for you but the problem with that price is it just 
makes it doesn't it's make not it viable. Yeah, it's not, it's not competitive. Yeah. And I just I can't see why you would why I don't yeah. I, I don't know how many sheep Volvo have, but I don't know why you would do that and who would be attracted to it. No. Uh, and and to, to your point, you, know, you use the word sheep. Let's call them avid Volvo loyalists instead so we don't offend them. Um, sheep. But, yeah, the Volvo sheep. If you were somebody who was a big, big fan of Volvo, then you would have no objection to going and... Buying it, right? Well, or, or, or taking out a, a traditional lease yeah, yeah, or PCP yeah, yeah. model because you'd be like, I'm happy with this car for the next two, three years. Yeah. By definition, the only people who this is going to attract are people who want cars on a very, very short-term basis. Therefore, the only conclusion that I can draw from this is there, goes, there is going to be a shitload of used, lightly used Volvos yeah, yeah. lying around on the used car market. But the point of me, who's going to want to buy a used Volvo? Well, I mean, there's good news for you Volvo lovers out there. You, there are some used bargains to be had. Seriously. That, you know that, who this will work for? This, this will work for American diplomats that come over and have diplomatic immunity and they're here for a few months, hire those cars, Run people over, go back to the America, go back to America. That's a very, very specific audience. Yeah, very, very. Specific. I can't think of any of the audience it would work for. Mm. Maybe, but my advice that you and should. And to my American, our American is sorry. I mean, it could be a diplom- diplomat from anywhere. I guess Americans have set the benchmark. A- any that. diplomats so, that come yeah. to the UK and run people over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, my advice that you should obviously not follow because of my disclaimer would be if you're in the market for a Volvo at some point in the next twelve to twenty-four months, just wait for like twenty-eight months. No, no, no. Use shop used. You will probably find. Oh, is a whole this bunch live now, up and running? Yeah, you can. I could go and order a car tomorrow if wow. I had a spare five hundred and sixty pounds a month for an yeah. XC forty, and they could yeah. deliver it to me within a month. I wonder why they're doing it on the big ones. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's where the demand is. I'm baffled I mean, if by they the whole thing. They had it on a V seventy. Yes, seventy. I yeah. think, or the S ninety. I don't know or what the, the, what model, yeah, the what model models. models anymore. You're trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Moving on, though. Yeah. The Rover. What, the, what, what Rover? Have we spoken about the... What, the one that you potentially want to... We've already spoken about the, this. Okay, fine, fine. You, what, that can't oh. be the only thing that you bring into the show. Just constantly reminding the listeners that you might buy a Volvo 220. Volvo, no, no, Rover no, no, no. 220. We were looking at... We were, actually, I'll tell you what we want to talk about. This is current. This is relevant, but it won't be when they listen to it. Honda had to shop production at Swindon today. Because okay. they weren't getting their parts. Honda had to pro- shut production at Swindon two weeks ago. No, today. They're listening to it in two weeks' time. Oh, okay. You carry on. Okay. Are, you, are you jumping where you need? Because they're not getting the parts that they need at the moment, right? A, because of COVID and all that stuff as well. But here's what's interesting is, Boris keeps having these three-hour bloody dinners and lunches, but they're still not coming to an agreement, which, by the way, he told us he had an agreement and a deal in place. For Brexit. For Brexit. Come 1st of January... You could see a lot more places shutting down because I don't see how these people are going to get their parts coming in from Europe. It's a sad state of affairs. Do you know what else Brexit has, has had an impact on? Go on. Car theft. Is it? Mm. I read this in two or three different, I want to call them publications, mm. internet websites. Um, so this all started because a good friend of mine um, sent well, me a message. Car thief. No, no, he's not a car thief. Okay. He's he's uh, he's one of the friends that I have who has an actual normal, respectable living. Um, oh, okay. But he contacted me with some bad news. His uh, his parents, um, who had bought this lovely little Fiesta that they really really liked, and it was uh, titanium spec, so it had like leather interior. It was a, it was an automatic. They're 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 fairly old, so they want an automatic, mm-hmm. and it was a really nice car, and it had every single extra, including, unfortunately for them, keyless go. 
Uh-huh. And he sent me a message to, to let me know that, unfortunately, somebody had uh, stolen the car off the driveway in the middle of the night. So he's in, he's in the market for a new car? I've already had this, that conversation. Okay. Right. Um, and I've offered our support it, it, when they're looking to replace right. it. Um, and, and the car was stolen in probably one of the most common manners that all modern cars are stolen today. Birmingham. Uh, no, not common areas, although that is absolutely correct, one of the common manners um, in which they're stolen, and that is through key relay theft. So oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of cars these days have got keyless entry or keyless go or, or, or both, and that effectively means you don't have to put your physical key, the metal part of your key or the plastic part of your key, into a slot to make a physical connection to start the car. As long as the vehicle thinks that the the key or something resembling the key is in the car, you can start the car and you can drive it away. Like my Toyota Yaris. Keyless entry. 2006 had keyless entry. It, start. Well, what I'm about to tell you is that it can be stolen very easily off the driveway. Who the hell's going to steal a Toyota Yaris? Who's going to steal a, a Ford Fiesta, oh, right? Because... And, and, and I'm, I'm not being funny here, but you can steal a £100,000 Range Rover yeah, or Mercedes yeah. in, in much the same way. Yeah. Yet people are targeting all sorts of cars. And they're targeting these ones that are easy easy to steal. I don't know exactly how it's done because I'm not a car thief. I'm sure I could have spoken to one of my friends before this episode and got the lowdown on how that does happen. Um, well, if you think about NFC, is it NFC technology, yeah? So, so yeah. if you think about chip and Near-field pin, communication. Yeah, it's, a, now, it's a similar uh, process, yeah. And now you get these wallets that you can put your cards in so that no one can scan yeah. the details. You get the same thing for keys now. Uh, yeah, uh, RFID bags. RFID, or that's it. So I would recommend anyone that's got keyless... Um, oh, to be fair, any modern. Well, actually, I think mostly keyless. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Get one of those and put them. Put An RFID them bag or, or a tin yeah. or something that you because can keep most in. people, seventy percent of people, put their keys By near the, the front door. door. Yeah. So, 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 so and to you just walk past. So to explain to the to the lovely people listening how how it actually happens, to 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 O's point, if the key is somewhere near the front door where the signal can be captured by another device, a laptop yeah. of some kind. Um, thieves will capture the signal coming from your key, relay it to a fake dummy key that is inside the car, and they'll have to break into your car in the traditional way to get into it, unless it's keyless entry. Once they're inside your car, they'll disable the alarm by, by plugging into well, the car's alarm, computer. It won't, it won't go off because you've got the key code. Well, if, you've, if you don't have keyless entry, the alarm will go off, but they can disable well, that yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very yeah, quickly. Yeah. And then it, the car... Th- believes there's a key inside it because it's just mirrored the signal all the way through into the car they'll start the car and they'll drive it away um now where brexit comes into this whole thing so actually before you get it just a tip for those people that do have the best tip so when you're in your home find a find the furthest point from where your alarm doesn't so when you press the key it the, the car it doesn't reach the car yeah put your keys in the microwave or or in the microwave but keep them to take them out next time you cook your lunch well yeah and keep them you don't want them in a pie or keep them as far away from the car as possible when you have so when you come into the back just take them put them in the kitchen I suppose yeah I mean a bit not to go too much into this depressing uh, uh, topic of car theft but the other side of it is if you do have a very, very desirable car on your driveway and you take the keys up to bed with you for example because it's the furthest point away from the car to O's point um, you know Unfortunately, these, these these days are very brazen because they know that the yeah. police will do fuck all about it. They will break into your house. They will threaten yeah. you or your family with weapons to take the keys from you. So there's an argument that says just make it easy and painless for them. And, yeah. and actually, for for the for the for my friend's parents, it was painless. Other than the fact that they woke up to their pride and joy gone. There was no, know, there was there was no physical intimidation or hurt other than the kind of psychological damage of my car's been my car's been yeah. stolen. Do you know still one of the most successful theft deterrence still 
It's a it's disc a, lock. It's a disc or wheel lock, yeah, the yeah. baseball bat. If you use a baseball bat, you can double it up with using it when you need to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, a, a steering lock. Yeah. That is still one of the most effective. Of course, because it needs an old school key oh, just school to take it off. Put it in there, yeah. Yeah. Or a clamp. A clamp's a bit of a hassle every time you want to get in and out. Yeah, all those but, bars that you can yeah. come up off your driveway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I would, um, yeah, definitely put, um, mm. yeah, get a wheel lock. But going back to Brexit, your point around yes, Brexit, yes. your, your topic of Brexit and why this impacts um, car theft. Well, it's because... At the end of the year, the um, import and export reg- uh, regulations between uh, England or Britain and Europe will become tougher. So what happens is when cars are stolen, they're not kept in the UK. They're driven to a shipping Currently, container yes. and they're taken abroad. Yeah. So there is oh, fear. Oh, they're trying to get them out as Yeah, as there is, there is genuine fear that the uh, additional, um, I don't know, scrutiny that's going to yeah, be placed yeah. on exporting goods out of the country is going to, you know, effectively render these car thieves caught um, uh, and their operations kind of, you know, screwed. So it could basically. be a short-term pain, but long-term... Once those once those restrictions come in, they're going to be like, well, there's no point in stealing. Cause I well, I fr- but I mean, I, I, I've always said that uh, criminals are probably one of the most entrepreneurial groups of people on the planet. God, yes. So they Especially will, they're from Birmingham. Press, yeah. Um, it's amazing. They can't make it through secondary school, but they can come up with ways to... They can stay uh, out of jail. They can stay out of jail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, it could just be a, a, a short-term decline at the start of 2021 mm. as they figure out they figure out how they're going to get around any export yeah, yeah, uh, restrictions that will be imposed on them. But yeah, so, so Brexit, Brexit really? well, right now it's not because what we're seeing well, is no, an increase in car theft. It's only another 20 days and uh, it should die down really, shouldn't it? Seven days for the people listening. So, okay, another seven days and then it should die down. Yeah, it should die down Jeez. in theory. In theory. But yeah, so uh, Brexit. Thanks. Thank Thanks you. for all the car theft. I'll thank them in seven days' time. In seven days' time. Yeah. <laughs> what have we got next on the list, Mo? What have we got next on the list? Have we got well, a- there was there was some other big exciting news this year in the car world. Was it? There was. An icon reborn. I sound like an advert because I'm you sure You know that- when you use the term icon? I oh, no, no. That, I'm, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. okay you're fine. Um, I was referring to the uh, wasn't the launch because they're not launched yet they'll be launched in 2021 but the announcement of the launch of the new BMW M3 and the M4 Um, uh, these cars caught headlines well first of all any new M3 is going to catch headlines any new M3 or M4 I think we still use the term M3 oh yeah I'm I'm, I'm, I'm referring I'm referring to it as M3 the M3 is the the original car, right? I'm not bothered looking at it. Can I have a quick look at what it looks like? You can. You can have a look at, have a quick so look at what it looks like. 2021, yeah. And this car made all the headlines. Oh, my. Other than the fact that it's oh. M3. It's because oh, no. of the grill. We did look at this before, yeah. And this is... Like, so, so a lot of people are going, oh, my God, the grill's massive. It looks I, like the Ultimate Warrior's face has been stuck on it. It does, but I like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, and I don't the necessarily Warrior, like the way this like looks. The Ultimate Warrior was a legend, mate. He was a legend. He was crazy by all accounts. He, oh, he was nuts, mate. He was, he was high as anything at the time. But he to, was... Yeah, to the point, to the point, we're obviously going to go off on a tangent because whenever we talk about wrestling or anything, we go off on a tangent. But the, I, have you I ever, have you ever watched like all of the interviews from uh, the wrestlers who wrestled with him at the time? They yeah, hated yeah. wrestling with they him. They hated Yeah, because he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't follow instructions. No. He was dangerous. I mean, wrestling's fake. Sorry to break it to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Know. but he, he, he genuinely was dangerous. He was, yeah. yeah. And what, one of the things that... Oh, oh. 
I was gonna say something when you said it on there, no. But yeah, he wouldn't listen. He was that he he was very dangerous, yeah. And he just uh, make then I think he went to Spain and places like that to Russell. But forget that. When you want to talk about dedication to the cause, now you think oh, I'm I'm dedicated to my work and to driven and stuff like that. <laughs> but if you want dedication to the cause, my guy legally changed his name to the Ultimate Warrior. I know he did. Now if you want someone that's dedicated, mate, there you go. I think you pronounced crazy wrong. You know, you pronounced it as dedicated. He was just crazy. <laughs> he was, and if you ever watch any of any 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 wrestling video where you see his entry to the ring, Man. that just seals it. The guy's he fucking was, nuts. He, he, he was high when he. You cannot do that. Every, he could be running in from a mile, but that man would just burst in and still just carry on. I mean, I know wrestling was fake and stuff like that, but yeah, he, that guy was crazy. Yeah, and, and they actually said, it. Well, I actually used to think he was a good wrestler, but everyone actually, the consensus was he was actually a poor wrestler, but I thought he was pretty good. Him against Hulk Hogan, oh my gosh. But the reason we thought he was great was because we were watching it for the entertainment purposes. We were, we were like, like eight years old or something. He, yeah, this he was, guy he, just turns up, long hair, tassels. Yeah, and he's crazy. He's, exactly. He's, 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 he's a nutcase, and surely his bicep is about to explode because he's tied yeah, yeah, his tassel yeah. around it so tightly. Um, but no, yeah, he was he was really, really, really bad to but work on a sad, with. On a sad note, actually, Undertaker retired this year. I thought you were going to tell actually, me he died. Actually, no, 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 no. He actually did retire. You Finally. Know, mate, the guy's been doing it for 30 years. He needed but to retire. You know what the sad thing was? Yeah, he did need to. But the sad thing was, with this bloody bullshit COVID and America being America taking it to another level, he didn't, he, there was no fans obviously present. They had like oh, massive no. TV screens up. But that's, that's not the, the one same. time. For him, I, I, it would have been nice for him to, I think they could have delayed him retiring till maybe early next year just for the sake of having like some live fans in there. But that yeah. guy was a legend. That man has reinvented himself so many times. It's unbelievable. And he kept going and going and going. The Undertaker might be one of our 60 listeners in the US. He could be, actually. Yeah, yeah. he's got nothing else to do now, he's, got, he's Now he's listening yeah, to Drivel. He, he likes, likes our British bikes. accents. I don't know if he likes his cars, but he likes his motorbikes. Yeah, he so, does, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. So he's gone now. And now there's nobody, no one left for me to keep watching now. I no. Think, I think that's me if she retired from watching WWE. But if, I don't I mean, like it when it was WWF. I hated the name change, but... Yeah, but then the like you're gonna get confused between wrestling and wildlife. <laughs> you, yeah. might, you might do. There might, there might be a wrestler called the Panda, and then at which point you well, just, just have Coco Beware that turned up with a parrot or Jake the Snake Roberts, I suppose. Maybe that's why they thought it could be mistaken for a David Attenborough's wildlife program. Maybe they are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the um, can you put your phone on silent? It just keeps vibrating. That's silent though, isn't it? Is, that, is it really? Just put it on the floor. Where it's not going to vibrate on the table and disturb everybody. Your fans. Mm. Um, but if if the Undertaker is listening, let's go back to the BMW M3 that we were talking about. Oh yeah. So everyone's issue with it is the grill is massive. My issue isn't that the grill is massive because there are a number of cars that have a big grill, and it looks perfectly fine. Is it? It's not. The Lexus have managed to pull off a big grill. You you think that looks fine? <laughs> that looks like a catfish. Oh, be oh my god, no! It's like glitzy and just chintzy and just oh ostentatious. It's horrible. It's like goes out and that no no. Did you just no. say ostentatious when you picked an American muscle car out of your uh, in your dream car five hundred thousand pound? Yeah, but Challenge it didn't have thing. a mouth the size of the Big Show's ass, and it didn't have like jewels hanging <laughs> off it. Come on! I like the wrestling reference you brought back <laughs> in. That's very, very good. It did, the, the car itself, as in what it represents, it's a big muscle car. Yeah, that's different to having like it's still very um, ostentatious. A catfish's mouth on the front of your car. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not over. You give that to Jamie Oliver. He could cut it up and prepare a dish with it. Jamie Oliver could cut up and prepare a dish with pretty much anything. Yeah. 
What if you could? And the man who would eat it, Bear Grylls. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bear Grylls could eat it. He's about to sneeze. Excuse me. He just sneezed. Yeah. So in case you heard that, on on and wonder what that was. So no, but nobody has done a big grill that works. All right. A big what? Grill. A big grill. Oh, sorry. Work. When you said grill, I thought you were talking about bear grills big again. <laughs> All these grills, I'm getting confused. But my, again, sorry, going back to this, my issue is not the size of the grill. Really? It's the shape okay. of the grill. And, and, and what BMW seem to have done is they've purposely gone, oh, you don't like the whole big grill thing. We're going to make it big, but also design it to the point where it looks buck tooth and irritates you. No, what they've done is, oh, you don't like the grill. We don't care because there's enough of you sheep, morons, badge wankers that will come in and buy it regardless and complain, well, but what, you will still buy it. What I think is going to happen, I think there will be, uh, and I'm sure there already are, some very, very clever um, car uh, modification companies who produce body kits and bumpers and stuff like that. And if they haven't already I'm, designed a, a new bumper for the front of these two cars, they will be very soon. I bet you no one designs anything to get rid of that group. They will. Because they're going to see it as iconic no I, th- I think they will just yeah. like with the uh, the Land Rover Discovery uh, there are body kits available to move the uh, the rear number plate because it's off center as standard there are body kits available to move the, the number plate off center to center and they're quite popular so oh, somebody yeah. will be doing that with BMW M3s and M4s and if somebody isn't then maybe you and I should do it if we had any semblance of knowledge on how to build body kits yeah but I wouldn't waste my efforts on a BMW M3 now the, 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 it's, yeah. it's, it's but but that that was big that was big news and for the first time do you know what an M3 the yeah, side on looks quite good no it just looks like a E92 actually or the later one the F80 no not the 80 it looks like an E92 to me from okay. 92 or 93 I mean it doesn't look bad though it looks better than the front you got to give it that and I also yeah, think it's going to be one of those cars we'll see more and more of it on the road we'll get used oh, to it oh of course it will to you they PCPs and sheep yeah, we'll just keep we'll just keep taking it. But, just but yeah, I mean, it's expected to be seventy five thousand pounds on and, and up next year. It's a lot of money, a lot of money for the car. But you say that the Alpha Julia uh, Quadrifoglio is a seventy thousand pound car new. Me, but it's an Alpha Romeo. No, I know, but this is an Come M three. No, 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 that's an Alpha Romeo. You know that has been designed with like soul, passion, sweat, and th- blood, and, th- and this tears. will. This was done on a CAD machine. That was done probably by yeah, hand. Yeah, it was done on a CAD machine, but underneath it was done by engineers who know their stuff. This will be a phenomenally driving car. There's no doubt about it. There hasn't been a poor driving M3. <laughs> no, even. no. No, uh, I disagree. Oh, my God. What have you just seen? Saloon version is even more hideous. When you say saloon version, you, you mean the M3? Because you were the looking M3, at the M3. Yeah, I was looking at the M4. No, you know what? I disagree with these, the M3 before. Now, there was. But now, the problem is... To be able to drive this, you've got, like, properly, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about giving it to just any Tom, Dick and Harry. To drive it properly, you've got to have levels of skill beyond most people's ability and remit, yeah? Well. So the M3 up until the E46, yes, you could drive that a lot of the time at 80, 90% of it, and you'd be like, yes. Yeah, it was 350 right. horsepower, yeah. So yeah, it, was, the way uh, it, was, it was still a lot of horsepower, but yeah. it was And it was good yeah, for the road and that road, as well. Yeah. But since the E90s, E90 came out now to actually appreciate driving an M3 other than going in a straight line between traffic lights the only place you're really going to appreciate its its ability is on a track and most of these badge wankers that don't know anything aren't going to have the balls or the pockets to take it onto a track well there is one feature coming to the new M3 the M button yeah so you can get all of it available no 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 I'm not going to say anything as stupid as that. This mm. is something they haven't done before. X Drive will be available on the M3. 
I'm not sure if it comes as standard or if it's an option, but you so, will, for the first time, be able to buy a four-wheel drive M3. So, and that four, well, you say so, that's going to make it more usable. No, no, but my argument is, it's... It's still an absurdly fast car. Yeah. No, no, it's absurdly fast, but what I mean is, how much more usable is the X is the X drive going to make it? What I'm saying is, its capabilities technically are so far... Even with or without X Drive, you're never going to get to know, appreciate. But, and f- but, so but, this, but that doesn't stop people buying high performance cars. No, no, no. I agree, it doesn't. I agree, it doesn't. But that's my argument with the BMW now. It's now it's not a driver's car anymore. It's beyond that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's not a driver's car. It's an everyday person's car now because anyone and everyone can get into and drive it. And but at the same time, there's no point in them driving. A it. driver still cannot really appreciate it that on the road. I get your point. You, I think I think what you're getting at here is that if you were to go and buy a lesser model, the 340i, for example, which has got yeah, yeah. almost 400 horsepower out of the box, yeah. you would be able to... Exactly the same as that. Yeah, you would achieve the same amount of on-road performance and excitement. Yeah. yeah. But also, we and save I, yourself about 20, 30k. Yeah. If I if I if I came up if I was in an E46 M3 coupe and you were in one of these. I'd probably be able to have more fun on the road and experience more of the driving sensation um, that in the E46 than you would in that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that's fair. I'd get fair out of the car at the end of a B road blast and think I drove that exhilarating. Car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the other way you go, the car drove like, me. Okay, I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I see. I see your point. I mean, but that was big news. That was very, very big news for twenty twenty. Yeah, we'll, so we'll see more of them on the road from next year. So uh, look forward to that. There is something else that's slightly exciting: an oh. announcement from another manufacturer, Peugeot. Very, very rare that I would use the word exciting and Peugeot in the same. I'll say sentence. It wasn't the same sentence in the same paragraph. What are they doing that's exciting? When was it? Like, when, when when did they ever do something exciting? Well, well, you got it was a, okay. Yeah, actually, to to be fair, credit where it's due. It was it wasn't exciting. The GTI was exciting. Well, and that's exactly what this piece of news is about. So Peugeot... They can't bring it back because they've already brought it back, haven't they? Well, no, they're launching something called their Aventure program. Not Adventure, Aventure. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's probably got some fancy French pronunciation. Um, you can but, take a GTO onto a track. No, what they are doing is they are going to use one of their factories, the factory in Sochaux, France... I probably pronounced that wrong as well. So for any French people listening, <laughs> I apologise. Um, but they will French. be restoring... Peugeot 205 GTIs back to factory condition. They should using... be restoring Rovers back to factory. See, that's what... why would Peugeot restore Rovers? So ridiculous. Um, but yeah, they're going to be doing do. doing that using factory parts, and where factory parts aren't available, they're going to be using 3D printing to recreate the original parts. So oh. in essence, I mean, I'm you... not a fan of the GTR Peugeot, but fair enough. Yeah. So, so they're cold. starting with they've, they've actually got pictures of the car they're starting with. It's a black 205 GTI 1.9, and that will be the first car that they will restore. There's no news on price of that, but they will... So what level of restoration? Full restoration, and it will come with uh, some kind of uh, a certificate or, or stamp to say that it's been fully restored by so them. So if you've got a GTI, you can take it to Persia and say, here, can you restore my GTI, please? And they will restore it. And they will restore it back to factory, factory condition, as new condition. To be fair, most people could restore them themselves. 
they could. But they just, yeah. I mean, well, to be fair, the most the, the type of person that's still got a GTI is probably an enthusiast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know someone so who's I'm got So I'm sure one. they're going to be handy with a mechanic, with yeah. a spanner and stuff. So they could they could do it themselves. It's not a mo- it's not a complex. No, uh, I, I, and vehicle, I think f- for me, they. I mean, they. I was going to say I don't know why they're doing it. They're doing it to celebrate their 210th anniversary. 210 years Peugeot has been going for. God Incredible. But that's why they're doing it. And I think it's also because, for me, is this an acknowledgement from Peugeot that they're just not making anything remotely exciting anymore? Well, you can't make it. Let's just go back and, to the old one. Yeah. And this is their way of appealing to, I well, guess, That's a lot of manufacturers, heads. though. Honda, Toyota. Actually, have you got a price on that? No, there isn't a price. Oh, well, I doubt, interesting. Gonna, I doubt they're going to go anywhere with the... So Jensen do that with the interceptor, but I mean that's an interceptor. You pay a bit of money for an interceptor. Yeah, the car itself was actually expensive to start with. You know, Peugeot. It was a two hundred five GTR. It was a little hot hatch that should have been, you know, at its at its demise when it's at its lowest point. It was you could pick one up for two thousand pounds, three thousand pounds, and that was still expensive. Mm. Actually, I yeah, I can't. It's going to be expensive, like, you know. Like, I can't is. see them making it again. It's not going to be a bit. It's not going to be for reason, but then, you know they're just there are as with every manufacturer there there are plenty of enthusiasts out there who have got them who will be like yes you know what I'll pay for that yeah or who don't have one who lusted after one and go do you know what I mean I'm I'm guessing on price here but I've got thirty five grand kicking about that I saved up and I wanted to go and splash on, on a toy a car just for me mm-hmm. I want to relive my youth and I'm going to pay Peugeot thirty five thousand pounds for them to source and build me one of these cars from scratch. Also, I was about to say, because it's not like Peugeot will have any in their stock cars, so they'll have to buy them. Yeah, we'll have to go and buy them. Maybe, hey, there we go, business oh, idea. shit, yeah. Go and buy a whole bunch of 205 GTI, GTI shit ones and just leave them somewhere, a barn. I need to have a look, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Peugeot will eventually idea. approach you and say, hey, can we buy your stock of 205 GTIs, please, so we can restore them? And they can buy them at a premium. Mate, that is a very good. When was that? I'm not sure why we're broadcasting this wonderful business. Like someone's going to do. Because we don't have any listeners, so it's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we don't have any <laughs> listeners. Okay. You mentioned a brand that I want to talk about, though. Toyota, because you mentioned about exciting cars and Toyota not doing exciting cars. We've discussed no, the GR know. Yaris, so it seems like the Toyota oh, yeah, yeah, GR yeah. brand. We're still is... waiting, Toyota, please, for the test drive. Please, yeah. please. Although I've bought another Yaris in hope of you giving me the GR. I mean, I think I think we should just rock up at our local to a showroom and test drive one there. To be honest, we shouldn't. It? Yeah, but the GR brand has has a bit of a I say it's resurgence. I'm not sure it was ever a thing. I don't before. think it was ever. Wait, we never really had it. It's 2021. We'll see an additional GR model. So Is it? what? The bad news: the Toyota GT86 and the Subaru BRZ stopped. Oh, no. Actually, this you know year. what? I'm glad the BRZ is gone because I was just like living off the back. But the Toyota GT it was a sorted car. They're both exactly the same car, just different badges. Yeah. What it was. Um, now, the replacements have been announced and will be launched. The Subaru BRZ, and, and I've only seen the picture of the Subaru BRZ, but I imagine the Toyota's going to look exactly the same. They're, they're really nice-looking cars. They've taken the design and they've updated them just a little bit, but I actually think they look quite nice. Um, the BRZ is not coming to the UK. Why does that happen? Is that is that because... To, to, so before, to, for every certain number of... BRZs they could sell they had to sell a certain number of Toyotas or wherever or something I'm like that I'm not sure yeah, what, I know that the, the, the Toyota outsold the Subaru quite a lot yeah well um, oh, that looks a bit but like that shitty Cayman from Sidon it looks nicer than the Cayman though I quite like the look of this thing it would have looked nice if it didn't look like Cayman <laughs> but the fact that it looks like the, oh my god it looks like a it looks like a Honda Civic from the back oh okay I've only got a side profile view of it 
I, hey, I think it's a nice looking thing, right? It's not, it's not an ugly car for sure. Mm. It, they've improved the design. The first one was yeah, all right looking. Yeah, this yeah. one looks nicer. Yeah, yeah. But the Subaru BRZ is not coming to the UK. And that's a 2.4 litre naturally aspirated engine with like 240 horsepower. Four cylinders? Uh, yes. However, four however, 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 the Toyota, not GT86, they're now calling it the GR86, will be coming to the UK wait, sometime wait, in 2021. Now, this is where my research wasn't conclusive. Everything I've read suggests that the GR86, the Toyota, is going to have a turbocharged engine. What is a Toyota? The Toyota, yeah, with circa 250 horsepower. Yeah. But, but, but previously, the cars had exactly the same engine. Yeah, but they only they, they topped out about 198, 200, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, And they never revised them or anything like but, that. But the point is, this was always going to be a joint venture between Subaru and Toyota. So I'm a little bit baffled as to why they would make one car for uh, the uh, outside of UK market and then another one for the UK market. That doesn't seem to make think, sense. I don't think Subaru does that well in the UK anymore, does it? I mean, they don't really have... They don't do very well in the UK. So I right. think they're just thinking, why? We'll just, yeah. and, and I bet you there'll be places where the Toyota 86 won't be sold and the Subaru the US. will be... More the US is maybe. probably where the where that happens. Well, actually, no, I, I don't. I, do you reckon? I think the Subaru does well. In, so Subaru does well in the US. Does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I mean, that's where the B, new BRZ I mean, is destined to go. That's where Toyota would be strong in there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll have they to might sell both of them in the US, but yeah, Subaru. I mean, they had a bit of a, you know phase with their STIs and stuff like STIs. that. STIs. Um, <laughs> they're transmitted infections. Yeah, yeah <laughs> which is what most people had that drove them yeah that's true yeah and and ironically they got them whilst the cars were parked yeah inside yeah, yeah. the car inside the car yeah, yeah. yeah so they had a bit of a thing with that but then after that era of them you know the slew looking ones i think they kind of went downhill and i don't think anyone's anything's happened since yeah then. but it's good news though i mean well, i'm looking forward to seeing the new gr86 on the roads and if we do end up with a turbocharged version that'd be fantastic because that was always a car that was you know crying out for a turbo yeah. i like to see the toyota super re, re, re people restored oh the mark four yeah, the last, the last one. They're crazy money, even unrestored though. So, and they've they all been modified actually. to an inch of their life. So, so the restoration process will actually be a lot of unmodification. I'd imagine. Yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure they've restored them back to standard, right? Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was um, that was a I, was it a wrap up of 2020 or was it just a generic dump of cars? I think that was just genuine, genuine drivel. It probably was, yeah. But I tell you what, here's what I, what I will wrap up with: the most reliable manufacturer of 2020. Oh, I wanted to hear this. This is your JD. What is it called? JD Car Power Survey. JD Power Car Survey. This is O's Power Car Survey. O's Power Backed Car Survey. Backed up by JD. Backed up by JD. Yeah. So have you just well, taken JD's uh, research and results and um, stolen them? But that's what all research is, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah. Someone else's research, exactly. yeah. Einstein's dead, so no one's going to come and name it the original. So we've credited the original source, so we can't get in trouble. It's yeah, the JD exactly. guys, but yeah. we're renaming it O's. Yeah. So, you... This, what are you giving so, us? This, I almost kind of want to put this out to a vote and a poll, actually, first. But no, I don't. We'll just, we'll just get it done. So, the most reliable manufacturer in 2020... Can I guess... Yeah, go on. You'll probably get it then. It's going to be a Japanese manufacturer. Keep going. Honda. Wrong and wrong. See, I couldn't have said wrong when you said Japanese. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Away, yeah? Well, wow, so, who no, else then? Wrong. Who else? The most reliable manufacturer of 2020. If it's not Korean? Yep. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You think? Oh, hang no, on. So it's not one of the obvious Korean ones. There's only one Japanese in the top five. No, actually, it could be two. It's not Kia or Hyundai because you know they're Korean. So who is it? Hyundai. You just said maybe. They're definitely Korean. You know. Oh no, no, sorry, I was thinking North South Korea, but North no, yeah. Korean. I don't know. Yeah, 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 they're Korean. Yeah, Hyundai. 
Okay, that doesn't they surprise only get me. 78 volts per 100 cars. 78 volts per 100 cars? Yeah. 78%. That's bad. Yeah, wait until. Are you sure it's per 100 cars yeah. or per 100,000 no, cars? It says 78 volts per 100 cars, right? But then when we get to the least reliable, I'll tell you that in a minute. So, so, that, so what? But hang on. Do you know what? Okay, that, that, okay. You, on average, one car breaks down 0.78%. Sometimes, yeah. But actually, look at this list now. So in second place... And 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 by the way, that breakage won't be incomplete enough to break down. It could be something as simple as... Oh, yeah. As a, that, this, is, this is the problem with this JD Power survey, right? It's a lot of the time it's done for we are, likes what, are, or attention, yeah, because... I, I wonder what classifies as a... Fault. Fault, yeah. yeah. So in second place, and here's 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 my after the they've got Suzuki in second. Now, what did Suzuki make in 2020? The Jimny, oh, that, which they stand stop selling in I was 2020. Actually about to say that. Oh, the Swift. How many cars does Suzuki sell? Was the Swift on sale in 2020? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, if you only sell 120 cars, yeah, you, 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 it's going to be skewed against someone that's selling like the the badge wanker cars. Yeah, who sold the hundreds of thousands? Who hundreds of thousands. So, 120 cars. Okay. <laughs> I'd hope they sold more than 120. So we've got Hyundai, <laughs> Suzuki, Kia, Skoda, Nissan. They're the most reliable manufacturers. Sorry, could do that again. Hyundai? Hyundai, Suzuki, Kia, Skoda, Nissan. But the thing with Nissan... Kia in the top three? Yeah, well, without, yeah, yeah, definitely. They'll be up there soon. But here's the funny thing. Nissan, so going by in brackets, they have faults per 100 cars... Nissan seems to have 100 faults per 100 cars. So your car is guaranteed to have a fault. <laughs> yeah. But then that means when you get out of the top five, your car is guaranteed to have at least one fault. At least one fault, yeah. So here we the least reliable manufacturers, right? Well, can I guess, what how, what does it go down to? Top five, so I've got five here. Uh, five. How many manufacturers are there in total? Uh, 24 in total. Oh, is that it? Yeah. The rest just chose I suppose, not to you've got to do, I suppose you've got to do a certain number of cars to be considered as a manufacturer or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, bottom, uh, Jaguar Land Rover Group. No, they've actually lifted themselves up. Oh, are they second yeah. from bottom? They're, they're, no, no, a little bit higher than that. They've been bottom for a long time. Mm, okay, uh, bottom. I don't know. Who would be bottom? Vauxhall? No. No, because they're they not even a five year warranty, actually. So they're, they're not even in the bottom brave. top five. Bottom five. Bottom five. Whose quality, whose mass production quality has dropped massively? Quality, reliability. Mercedes will be down towards the bottom. You'd think, and they used to be there, they're out of the bottom five. Oh, are they? And that's saying something. Right, they're, I'm baffled. They're You're going to have to tell me. Because their quality is, they stopped yeah. over-engineering cars a long, long time, time ago. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah. So smack down in last place. No, do I want to start from the top of the bottom five? Yeah, go on. Top of the bottom. So five. number twenty, Citroen. It doesn't uh, surprise me. One hundred and sixty-four faults per hundred cars. Mm. Twenty-one place, Land Rover. Oh, okay. One hundred and sixty-nine faults per hundred cars. So you're right. They've done better. They've done better. In third place, Audi. A hundred and seventy-five faults per hundred cars. This is breaking news. Well, I'm not. I'm sure it's not for other people who already know this information that's out there. Um, The badge um, wankers right now are just falling off their chairs. I'm almost falling off my chair. Not because I'm a badge wanker. I know even though you think I am, but genuinely, Audi is less reliable in 2020 than Land Rover. 
Yeah, the thing is, these bit. If you look we took at the a way trip, we took a trip from, up the M40 the other day. What was broken down on the side of the road? A Freelander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, these big manufacturers—they're so concerned about chucking out. They know people will buy their cars, and often I was speaking to a couple of people that work some of these places, especially JLR, and they say, "Look, if you looked at the way these cars are thrown together, thrown together is them. the is is yeah, the yeah. correct description for because it. you would not buy them mm. because you would not buy any of these cars when they're thrown together." In second place. I'm a bit surprised at this one, actually. But maybe it's carrying some historic weight behind it. Fiat. I'm not surprised. Because they don't really sell that much now. What do they do? 500s. But the 500's got a reputation for a very reliable car, though. Has, has it? Yeah. I don't know what else they could be, then. I don't really you know what Fiat's range is. them if I could, because they, really, they hardly ever go wrong. Yeah. But okay. they get 177 faults per car, per 100 car. And maybe it's electrical faults because Fiat are known to have electrical faults. Well, they're Italian, aren't they? What other yeah. faults they're going to have? Well, yeah, yeah. And and they've now moved to selling more electric cars, so maybe oh, that's God. the issue. Yeah, electric fault of an electric car. car. Yeah, yeah. And top place, smack down bottom, with 192 faults per hundred cars, is one of your loved brands and A and others loved brands. BMW. BMW at the bottom. Slap bang at the bottom. Are you? Wow. That's yeah. genuinely shocked me. That doesn't surprise me. Well, come on, come on, man. You know BMW as well as I do. Look at the history. When have they ever brought out a model that doesn't have something inherent wrong with whether it's cooling? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. It takes them Expansion a while to figure it out as well. Every single car has something, every model, sorry, has something inherently wrong with it. Where are Tesla on that list? I don't know. They're not in the top five. They're not in the bottom five. You're looking at a truncated version of the list. Yeah. And the reason I bring up Tesla is because I'm I'm very keen to understand, like, the manufacturers who've gone full electric, how reliable their cars are. Because that's more of an unknown kind of technology in that sense. Yeah, it would be interesting. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that both Audi and BMW feature at the bottom. And I'm even more shocked that BMW is the least reliable manufacturer in 2020. You know what I find shocking or surprising is that Mercedes isn't in the bottom. Yes. That's what I find surprising. Mm. That is. Wow. So, yeah. And on that bombshell, no. I, don't, I hate using that. I hate well, using yeah, that yeah. phrase. we just say goodbye. We could just say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. So, um, have a lovely Christmas. Well, before we say wish people a lovely Christmas and happy new year and all that, we've got to yeah, remind them. long things out. No, yeah. I want people. It's Christmas. I want Christmas presents. And do you know what you guys can give us as a Christmas present? You can give us a follow, a yeah, like, like, a share, yeah, yeah, a comment, yeah, yeah. a rating. Please do Set something. Set up fake accounts to follow us. Set up double accounts to follow us. Listen to shows more than once. Actually, do you yeah. know what? Boris is allowing people to meet family and friends over Christmas. Every single person that you meet, tell them tell about, them about drivel. drivel. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. could, you don't look at that. You could say, I didn't buy you any Christmas presents this year because COVID. I've got you a free subscription to Drivel. Yeah, because subscriptions don't cost anything. And exactly. we're available on subscription-free platforms yeah. as well, such as Google Podcasts and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what you can do. You can say, I didn't buy you any presents because, you know, lockdown, COVID, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But what I did give you is I gave you the gift of Drivel. Yep. That is, quite frankly... Um, That'll help, because after Christmas, that's it. You're not going to be doing much, and that's the kind of stuff that's going to keep you entertained. And, and, and quite frankly, I'm not sure you could put a value on what it is that you we You can do. play it in the background, can't we? We're better than most Christmas carols. And even if we're not, I'm sure most people have got... Better than two, most Christmas TV. I'm, I'm, and even, even if we're not, I'm sure most people have got two devices. 
just turn the volume down on the drivel one. Listen yeah, to your yeah, Christmas yeah, I'll just carol. play it. Just play it in the background, yeah. please. But yeah, no, seriously, um, thank you for all the support that you've given us this year. Yeah. I know it hasn't been a full year for us, but next year will be a full year for us. We're starting from January and we will continue through to the bitter end. Uh, unless, of course, we get put into lockdown and restrictions are placed on us and we can't record and we have to take a break again. But if we do that, we'll obviously let you know. Oh, we're still going to carry on. But yeah, please uh, continue to, to share, like and support the show. And for those of you that have, have done so, uh, and we know we have some super fans out there. We definitely have some super fans who listen to every single show. Yes, we do. Who interact Thank with you. every single yeah. post. And give us feedback. Give us feedback. Uh, enjoy what we do. Tell people about what we do. We appreciate every single... Yes, we've got one sing- super fan, haven't we? Actually, proper super fan. We? We've got a couple. We've got yeah, a couple. Yeah, we actually, yeah. But we, we appreciate every yeah, single thing you. that you guys do. Uh, so, yeah. Re- remember us when you're uh, doing whatever you're doing over Christmas. But whatever you do, Stay have a safe. great one. Stay safe. Yeah. yeah, be safe. I know they're going to give you five days off for this COVID crap. But please... Be safe, look after yourself. Yeah, uh, g- genuinely. Stay look safe yourself, on the yeah. roads. Yeah, and that's the other point as well. Uh, people will be driving to go and see others. Uh, it's going to be cold and slippery. Just because there's no ice or snow on the road does not mean it's not slippery. Uh, please take care, drive safely so that you can join us in the next year. Yep. And we shall speak to you in seven days. In uh, seven days, yes. No, it's not in seven days. What do you mean? Well, we'll be recording. Are you go- I will speak to you in seven days. These guys won't hear from us now until January and I don't know when we're going to be releasing oh, right. in January okay. but Speak, yeah. see you in January then. yeah see you in January bye, bye.